everybody, I'm Ryan from Fireside Yankees, and in today's video, we're talking about the Yankees potentially being the top candidates for Marcus Stroman. Now, John Morosi is reporting on LB Network right now that the Yankees are the top candidates and that the Yankees and Marcus Stroman is the most likely outcome. Now again, this is John Morosi. John Morosi has been duped before, obviously the whole Shohei Otani thing. Um, this isn't to say that he's not a credible reporter. I, I can't speak on his credibility, um, but... Just to say that offseason reporting this this winter has been a little shoddy. Uh, agents have done a much better g job of throwing smoke screens out there. False information and stuff like that has been a plenty. Um, but looking at Marcus Stroman's fit and his, and his profile, look, he is a solid starting pitcher. Like I can't sit here and deny that he is somebody who has consistently made the teams he's played on better in terms of on field performance. Uh, when you look at his ERA this past season with the Chicago Cubs. He had a 3.95 ERA across 136 and two-third innings, went 10-9, um, had a 20.7% strikeout rate, career-high 9% walk rate, but a 57.1% ground ball rate. That's up nearly 6% from the year prior. Uh, his, his FIP got better from last year. His ex-FIP got better from last year in terms of uh, park-adjusted metrics. Obviously, the raw numbers were a little bit worse, but scoring was higher this year, so we have to adjust for that. His barrel percentage dropped to 5%, so he's not allowing as much damage contact in the air, or it's mostly on the ground, which is usually harmless. Um, but ultimately, Marcus Stroman is a pitcher who is solid. Like, he is a solid starting pitcher. Is he an ace? No. Does he have the upside of an ace? No. Does he have the upside of number two or number three? For sure. Like, he profiles as a pretty solid number three starter in this league. The run prevention metrics suggest that. Uh, everything in his profile kind of suggests that as well. Um, you know, he's a weird pitcher because he is a ground ball pitcher, uh, but he has an array of different pitches. He has a, he has a sinker, a slurve, a cutter, a four-seamer, a splitter, and a slider. Um, and if you look at Stuff Plus, he has multiple pitches that hover around average or well above. Um, his weirdest pitch is probably his four-seam fastball because he releases it from a really low slot. Um, and he, again, he's a shorter guy. Like, he's shorter than myself. I'm 5'8". He's 5'7". Um, so his release height is really low, and it kind of allows that four-seamer to play up a little bit. There's a reason why it had a 32% whiff rate and didn't allow much damage contact this past season. Um, but the usage of his secondary is going to be important for him because he did not use his secondaries a lot down the stretch. He had an ERA north of 8 um, after the All-Star break. Um, and he had dealt with injuries, shoulder stuff, uh, a bunch of different things that obviously raised concerns. Um, there are some things that you have to like as well. Obviously, the ground ball rates, um, you know, the ability to pitch enough innings to get you through a season. Um, and, and then in terms of other concerns, the off-field concerns are definitely there in terms of, you know, his presence on social media. I'm not saying the blocking of fans. I don't really care about that stuff. You want to go and attack fans on social media? That's, hey, you, gotta, you can use social media however you want. Uh, fans are going to boo. I, don't, I think athletes have a right to uh, clap back, but this isn't a matter of clapping back. This is a matter of, you know, liking some stuff on social media that is definitely detrimental to one's character. Um, you know, obviously, I know that people are like, you know, these are professionals, you know, they're players, we're, we're, we're paying them to be players, or by we, I mean the Yankees would be paying them for their performance on the field, but just like with any job, a background check is important, and just like with any job, um, you know, doing things like liking, you know, clearly anti-Semitic rhetoric would be uh, a red flag, right? Like, you would clearly have, uh, you know, if you went through a background check um, for any job, like, they would look at that, and they would ask you about it, and they would ask you why you re reached that conclusion. Do you still harbor those same feelings? You know, have you matured since that time? Um, these are all questions that any organization should realistically be asking. Like, I understand that people don't want to hear that. I understand that's something that can be unpopular, unpopular to say and unpopular to hear. Um, but ultimately, like, that's the reality of the real world, right? Like, background checks, stuff of that nature, they're all important to a team's analysis and, the team, and an employer's analysis 
of how you know hireable you are, whether they want to bring you in or not. And look, I think the Yankees have done their background checks. I think they've done their legwork. I think they've done their homework. If there is rumored interest. Um, and ultimately, I think there's uh, something to gain a value here. I do think that Marcus Stroman is a solid starting pitcher. I just have a lot of concerns about the off-field stuff, and I have concerns that we'll have to deal with that, and we'll have too many headlines. But, you know, the, the concern I really have is it'll be the middle of August, he's struggling, uh, the Yankees aren't doing too well, and he's liking tweets from, you know, people saying, why did Aaron Boone pull him so early, or whatever it may be. And, you know, you don't want to deal with those headlines in the middle of the season. Now, is he capable of not presenting a distraction? Absolutely. He's more than capable of that. Like, I think anybody is capable of not being a distraction. You know, obviously, Josh Johnson had the incident with Tim Anderson in 2022, and it didn't really negatively affect the clubhouse as much. Um, it wasn't like stories came out that the Yankees detested him as a person um, or that in that clubhouse, you know, that, you know, Josh Johnson was well hated or that that broke the clubhouse. The team played really well in June and pretty well in July uh, until like around the All-Star break. Um, and they played well in September. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily sit here and say that the Yankees are a team that can't harbor or can't, you know, withstand some controversial or questionable characters. But ultimately, you do want to ask, like, you do want to double check. And if you're the Yankees, you have to do your legwork here, which, I, again, I think they did. Um, but kind of looking at what he would get financially, like, what is a Marcus Stroman contract looking like? I think it would be a short-term deal. Um, he, he is entering his age 33 season. Um, he'll turn 33 on May 1st. I personally don't believe the New York Yankees are going to be in the market of giving him, like, a four-year deal. Um, maybe it'll be a deal where they can get out of the contract after two years or he can get out of the contract in two years. Um, looking at in terms of what Fangraphs believe he'll get, they believe he'll get a three-year, $66 million deal. And, um, you know, I don't think that's terribly inaccurate. I think two years, $22 million a year is a little more uh, uh, better for what we're seeing here. I think the fact that he hasn't garnered much interest on this market is definitely telling. Um, I think something similar to the Lucas Giolito deal would be ideal for the Yankees, like something with incentives, something where there's an extra year, whatever it may be. Um, now, the difference is that Lucas Giolito is a guy who, uh, you know, is more durable, but doesn't have the same consistent year-to-year performance that Stroman has had over the last few years. And he's also a little bit younger, so you feel more comfortable giving Giolito, uh, you know, a multi-year contract. Um, but at the same time, like, Stroman clearly has more market value. Stroman projects to be the better pitcher. Stroman was the better pitcher this past season. There's no denying that. And in Marcus Stroman's situation right now, you know, this next year is actually pretty huge for them because not only can he continue to rebuild his market value and try to maybe hit the market again at 34, 35 and get another contract, but this upcoming season, if he, if he pitches through the entire year, um, he'll register his 10th year of major league service, which is a huge milestone. If you're, if you know anybody, uh, who, who knows who's in the game and has skin in the game or any guys who played baseball, that 10th year of service time is huge. You get a lot of uh, post-playing benefits. So um, this is a huge year for him. I know that there are concerns about, you know, whether he'll continue to age gracefully with his size. Like he is a smaller guy, um, literally. Uh, and at a smaller height, you know, do you wonder how his body's going to hold up? Um, that is a concern. That is a question. Uh, but I'm sure, again, the Yankees are doing their homework in that regard. And look, every pitcher on this market is a risk. Every pitcher on this market comes with some inherent risk. Um, there is some sort of downfall to everybody here. Uh, in Jordan Montgomery's case, right, it's that whole idea that this is really his first dominant year as a starting pitcher. Is he worth a nine-figure deal? Is he worth a deal that's going to maybe rival the Carlos Rodon one or exceed the Aaron Nola one, right? Um, in the case of Shota Imanaga, right, like we obviously knew the fly balls were an issue. Obviously, he signed with the Cubs, um, but that that is a question that the Yankees had to ask themselves, and it seemed that that was enough for them to say, all right, we probably shouldn't sign Shota Imanaga, even though he's only making about $15 million a year. 
Um, you know, guys like Lucas Giolito, as I mentioned earlier, right? Like he hasn't been good in two years. So there are obviously questions about how he performed the year after. Um, James Paxton has an extensive injury history. Um, you know, Blake Snell has historically been a guy who, you know, not to say that he's, um, not to say that he's not consistent because he, he has a pretty good track record in his career of being an elite caliber player. Um, but you know, we've seen the highs and we've seen the lows and we've seen, you know, sometimes he can't give you 130, 140, 150 innings. Um, and that's obviously a concern. So you, you have to ask whether he's worth the six to seven years. Um, you know, other pitchers on this market, like Lance Lynn, like he's old and he had a down year. Frankie Montas came off a shoulder surgery. Uh, guys like Seth Lugo, like he's 34. Kyle Gibson's never really had high upside. Um, you know, Shamanaya, right? Like how was he going to translate to a ballpark like in New York coming from San Francisco? Um, there were obviously a lot of questions with a lot of pitchers on this market. And not that Stroman has less questions than anybody else, but he definitely presents uh, enough of a high fl- of enough of a high floor and, an- and enough of a certainty for the Yankees to have interest and for the interest to make sense. And ultimately, I think the New York Yankees would certainly benefit from adding him in terms of just pure like roster value like just straight up looking at all right what is this war going to be what is the ERA going to be what is the FIP going to be um but I do have concerns about some of the off-field stuff um I think those are fair concerns I think any Yankee fan um would tell you like yeah that's a fair concern you know it, it, it's a thing that has happened in New York too like within in, when he went to the Mets and when he left the Mets uh he was very critical of the organization leaving um, you know, I'm not sitting here and saying that the Mets were a perfectly well-ran organization, that they're a well-oiled machine. There's a reason why they fired their GM, uh, you know, multiple times and why they had to keep hiring new guys. Um, but right now they have more stability than they've had in years past. It's not like a, a, uh, a shot at like David Stearns or Steve Cohen or whatever it may be. Um, but I'm not saying it's, uh, but I am saying that even if an organization isn't perfect, uh, it doesn't look great to publicly kind of criticize them, publicly criticize fans in New York, um, you know, go after Brian Cashman publicly as well. I get it. Brian Cashman said he would have used him as a reliever. And whether that's a fair comment or not, you know, we want, we can sit here and say that, you know, Marcus Sherman has every right to respond. And, and I would agree, like, that's fine to say. Uh, and that's fair to say. Um, but ultimately, I just don't believe that, you know, th- that Marcus Sherman doesn't come without warts. Like, I just think that there are existent warts and we, we should have the ability to talk about that and sit here and have an honest conversation about it. So, you know, ultimately, I don't think, I didn't think he'd ever want to come to the Yankees. I didn't think the Yankees would really have an interest in him, but I've been wrong twice in that regard. Uh, and hey, look, I'm not a reporter. I don't have sources. Uh, you know, this a lot of it is speculation. A lot of it is kind of just reading the tea leaves and reading other people's reports. Obviously, Bob Nightingale uh, over the weekend said the Yankees would have no interest. Um, and that ended up not necessarily being true because the day after he mentioned mutual interest. So, I'm definitely concerned to, uh, about, I'm not concerned, excuse me, I'm definitely interested to see how that saga plays out. Maybe the Yankees are being used as leverage, who knows? Um, but with that being said, the New York Yankees um, are interested in Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman seems to have an interest in playing in New York, and we'll see how that plays out. But if you guys are curious and interested to see what other stuff we've got going on and any news with the Yankees, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know if you guys want Marcus Stroman on the Yankees. We want your guys' opinion, we want your guys' takes, and with that being said, we appreciate you guys sticking through for the entire video. I'm Ryan from Fireside Yankees. You guys can check out Empire uh, EmpireSportsMedia.com for our written content. For other social media platforms for Fireside Yankees, you can check out our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and of course this YouTube page um, and our Twitter as well. Uh, and with that being said, we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out.